Okay, with your boy Vaughn and Malik. I'm Vaughn. And I am and if Malik. If this is your first time tuning into our show, thank you so much for doing so. Uh, please make sure you rate us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> uh, please, please make sure you're telling your friends about the show online. You know, the, the way we grow is through word of mouth. You know, we don't have... Um, you know promotional dollars we're independent artists over here so if you if you like what you hear if you feel in the content you know be sure to spread the love uh so malik friend how have you been i've been so well um ups and downs but this week i've been you know feeling good um i went on a date today and it was really uh, it was fun. I went on this. On a, I went on a lunch date, um, and he was really funny. He was fucking hilarious. Um, is this? Is he this was telling me about, about. Okay, I'm sure it is. Good absolutely, answer, absolutely, friend. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so he's just he's just really funny. He was telling me about like he did a reality show and he's gonna be on oh, blind really? date and um it's gonna be on bravo and so you know bravo is doing oh new, is like, that the one show. where um on they're it. like running their promos for it now when the guy was like oh okay yeah, yeah. yes okay that's cool mm-hmm. yeah so he's gonna be on there and he just was telling me about the episode and it was just it was just ridiculously funny so um i think that he's cool you know i don't like at this point where I am when it comes to like dating and really and really like putting myself out there, I'm just bringing like my most authentic self to all the equations. Like I'm laughing hysterically. I am, you know, telling people um, like I shared with him my status today just because it seemed appropriate, just because it was a safe space for me to do that. You know, I think um, this week, the last two weeks have been really just about just i've been i've just been really emotional you know i've been like up and down all around truth be told i think i think the retrograde absolute bitch bitch i think it's definitely fucking with me because i've been like you know having some things that i'm definitely gonna get into um in 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 during our you know segment today but um but today was an awesome day, and the date was fun, and there definitely would be a second one. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Friend, how was your day? How's your week um, been going? You know, Mercury being in soft trade really isn't, like, fucking with me as much as, as, much as soft What are you calling trade. it again? <laughs> soft. Is that, like, that soft <laughs> yes. top shit I've been seeing? Yeah, soft a soft trade, top. But it's, like, you know, he gets his nails and stuff done, but, like... He still plays basketball, you know. You can't really tell. Like he be around the gays, but he also be around the straights. You never really know. Soft trade. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I've I've actually been having a, a pretty good week. Um, this I'll discuss more as we you know continue with the show. Um, but I've been I've been good. I've been focused. I've I don't know. I kind of have like a new outlook on life. Um, and the way that I handle things, and uh, I've just, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, or whatever, you know, it is, I don't know if it's because shit is in, you know, 
Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's energy. I don't really don't know what it is, but I like the headspace that I'm in. I'll say that much. Um, and I've had a pretty good week. Work has been uh, um, a lot, but it's also not been a lot because of the way I've been approaching everything. Um, I think I just realized I'm a I'm a I'm a bad bitch. Like, oh, oh, say it again. <laughs> I'm a bad bitch. And like in multiple ways, you know what I mean? Like I just had to sit back and look at things. And, you know, I realized whenever, whenever life or, you know, people, you know, or even my own emotions and my own, you know, mental, you know, has me up against the wall. I always fight my way out of it. And I'm just, I'm in a good, I feel like I'm in a good space. So I'm good. I'm good. I'm really excited about today's episode. I'm happy to hear that, friend. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, let's tell them about today's yes. episode. Uh, so while I was at work uh, listening to podcasts, I had this, you know, really cool idea. I said, what if we do like, you know, the YouTubers always do tags. And I know the podcasters don't do that because their shows have their own formats and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I thought it would be a fun idea for us to kind of uh, take a bunch of different segments from podcasts that we enjoy, people that we admire, and create our own show based off those segments uh so it's it's a cool way to a pay homage to to shows that we shows and people that we appreciate and also think it's a a fun way to kind of put ourselves on those shows or in those shoes or spaces um so that's what we're going to be doing today now let's start Absolutely. we wanted to start things off with a bang you know some good energy some good vibes some good bussy vibes, if you will. Ooh, uh, <laughs> with a clues, bloms. And uh, we're doing a bussy pep talk from the Eat, Pray, Thought podcast, hosted by Savoy Jefferson and Amber. Um, this the, the bussy pep talk is one reason, you know, you're proud of yourself for that week. Um, and I thought with, like, you know, like we kind of touched on earlier how we, you know, we've had good days and good weeks or whatever. So I thought this would be a cute way to start. So Malik, Absolutely. what is your bussy pep talk for this week? For the week, uh, if you guys follow me online, I've been posting a lot of new graphic um, and meditations and um, just things that I think are important for people to know about mental health and just feeling good in the moment and being able to calm yourself. So I've posted a five minute meditation and along with, I've kind of had like some new branding done for my for my IG page and then um, the graphics and, and the stuff that you'll see will also be on my new website. So um, I've just, I've just had some, some and really important stuff done when it comes to like, I guess like, not I guess, but my online persona and what that looks like and what people see when they, when they look me up. Um, and I'm, and I'm proud of that. I'm also proud that people have really responded positively to the meditation. Um, I've gotten like, six messages um in the last few days and it's been just really nice that people are like hey i like it you know you made my day better and that means a lot because that's that's why i do it and so you know if six people say they like it how many others really do like and just haven't said anything so i'm gonna go and be happy and take that six people who have let me know that they like my meditation and they like what i'm doing now and i appreciate it so that's what i'm proud of what are you proud of this week friend um, for me, I'm my bussy pep talk for this week. You know, I'm proud of myself for getting back on track. Um, like I said, my, my mindset as of late has just really changed. 
I've kind of realized that I've been making excuses for myself. And I think it's something that we... Accountability is something that is important to me. Um, and I think that this year has definitely kicked my ass. Um, it beat my... It... Ooh. 2019 beat my ass. <laughs> like, it really did. Yeah. Um, And there was... For the most part, there was nine weeks of that. I literally couldn't help. I was sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there was literally nothing that I could do. Um, But I, I realized something the other day. Like, depression, you know, mental illnesses... um. Whatever your whatever your issue is, for a lot of us, it just doesn't go away. Um, yeah. And I, I, I've I've really been having a lot of depressive episodes this year, and they've caused me to like fall into unhealthy coping mechanisms. And you know, uh, I just kind of realized that I can't continue to blame life. I just I, I it, like life isn't about what's happening to you. It's how you're reacting to it. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of realized I have to stop reacting so negatively. I have to stop being so defeated because, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm a bad bitch. And I'm only ever going to really get to stand up in that bad bitchness <laughs> if I fully own that and, and fully, fully realize that, like, I'm in control of my own destiny and the things that are happening to me. And, like, I have to make the changes. I have to make the right decisions. I have to say no to certain things. I have to say yes to things, regardless of whether I want to say yes to them or not. I just have to be better to myself. I have to parent, you know, speaking of other podcasts, Crystal men mentions this all the time on The Read um, about when she's in therapy. One of the things that, you know, her therapist told her that was kind of pivotal for her is that, you know, you have to parent yourself. You have to be the parent you deserve. Like, and, and that parent isn't, you know, it's easy for that parent to, to, you know, to be, you know, to spoil you and do all the nice things for your, yourself. But that parent also needs to be firm. You like that. You, you need to be firm with yourself and you have to be very honest and you have to do the things that you may not want to do, but that are best for you, regardless of what is going on in your life. Because like, I'm, I'm probably always going to have issues with depression. It's just something that I'm probably always going to have to deal with, even at the best, because no one's happy 24 <laughs> seven. Like no one lives 10, 15 years of just happiness to where they don't have a bad day, a bad week. They're not going through things. Stress isn't you know, ever affecting them. Life isn't like shit isn't peachy keen for every for anyone. You know what I mean? Like in any facet of life. So I've just changed my outlook on a lot of things. And I've also just realized that I can do and be a lot if I just stay focused, work towards the things I want out of life, and just not allow myself to be defeated by my own, you know, uh willingness to not give enough of a fuck give enough of a fuck about myself to try harder so my uh thing that i'm you know proud of myself for this week is i've really gotten back on my shit like i've been in the gym i've been eating really really clean i've been very focused i have been um focused not like just in general like thinking about life and the next steps ahead uh being realistic with myself in regard to a lot of things I've just made a lot of really good decisions lately, and I'm very proud of myself in regard to those things. I haven't reacted to certain things. I've just, I've been good, and it feels good to be in this space again. So that is what I am proud of myself for for this week. Go here, friend. Yes, yes. Mm -mm -mm. 
Um, I'm happy to hear that. Thank you, friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so next, we're going to move into the Oprah Rose Show. Uh, the Oprah Rose Show. Oh, by the way, you can listen to Eat, Pray, Thought on all DSPs, um, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, App, uh, Apple Music or Apple Podcast, not Apple Music, <laughs> Apple Podcast, all that jazz um, at Eat, Pray, Thought. Um, next is the Oprah Rose Show. So we're going to play a little game called the Amber Dashian game. Um, and that is inspired by the Oprah Rose Show. If you don't know the ladies of the Oprah Rose Show, well, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, because Daryl's there now as well. Um, it is GGTT and Didi. Didi's Daryl. Um, <laughs> they are three friends um, that have been living in New York for, and I think if I'm not mistaken, they're all in their early 30s. They've been living in New York for years now. And they're all working, you know, in the music, well, in different industries, music industry. I believe Gigi works in the spirits industry. Um, um, Titi, Tierra, is, well, she used to be Little Nas X's former publicist. They have a wonderful podcast um, called The Oprah Rose Show because their philosophy is that, like, you know, you have to be a little bit of Amber Rose and a, l- a little bit of Oprah Winfrey. Uh, so when you put those two <laughs> women together, <laughs> the Oprah Rose Show, you get the Oprah Rose Show. And I've been listening to the show since day fucking one. I'm talking about episodes that they don't even have available anymore because they were like a mess. <laughs> I really enjoy them. They're uh, they're really fun to listen to, and it's also good to hear like different perspectives, people that you may not 100% agree with everything that they're saying, but it's good to see things from different lenses because they're, of course, black women. Daryl is a gay black man, um, and they're all very successful, but they've had these journeys where, and they have an episode uh, that they released a few weeks ago that was really, really, really good. It kind of spoke to being young creatives kind of hustling and bustling in New York and kind of feeling like, shit, like, <laughs> when is it going to happen? When am I going to get to, like, a point that I'm not just climbing and climbing and climbing? And, like, not that they've reached the top, but they've kind of gotten to the, the a cruising altitude, if you will. Um, yeah. And it was really very, it was such a good listen because I kind of feel like I'm in that space right now where I'm climbing and climbing and climbing. So it's good to, to hear people that have, like, finally gotten to, like, a little bit of cruise control in their life. Um, so, yeah, the Amber Dashian game is a, a game of secession. So it's essentially, uh, think Kim Kardashian and Amber Rose. They both, you know, burst onto the scene by dating one person. They then elevated to another level of, you know, celebrity and fame by dating another person. And then they've kind of, you know found their forevers if you will in other people uh so essentially it's three different relationships the first relationship kind of introduces you to the media and to the public it'll get you on like your shade rooms it'll get people you know following you on your instagram kind of help create a following for yourself like who is that person who why are they with so and so are they dating you know that kind of thing think uh ray j and kim kardashian right uh or amber and kanye west and then mm-hmm. there is your second relationship, right? Now, the second relationship can do two things. It, it changes, like, the way you're viewed uh, by the media, like, for like, a good reason. Or maybe it's, it's a super tumultuous, crazy relationship that you kind of escape and, you know, you 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 know, you kind of, like, get away you from level it. Level up. Level up. Or yeah. it can just kind of be, like, a filler relationship where kind of people look at you like, 
did they, did they kind of fall off or, you know, who, you know, it's not necessarily the same level of fame or, you know, access or whatever the case may be. It can be like a myriad of things, but it's, it, 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 it just changes your view, uh, the media's views of you or whatever. Right. And then the third is kind of like who you settle down with. Now, this person doesn't have to be like a, a big, super famous person. They might be somebody like, for instance, Amber, if I'm not mistaken, is currently with a uh he works uh, a gentleman that works at a record label he works with tyga at a record label so he's definitely not Wiz Khalifa or kanye west um but that's where her happiness is or you know for kim kardashian it's a situation where she came out on top because she went from ray j to um reggie bush and then she kind of fell off we didn't really you know things kind of fizzled a little bit for kim kardashian and then you know nigger west saved her and her family um (laughs) so malik do you want to start off with your first relationship my first relationship would be kanye west now (laughs) (laughs) what i know that was my that would would be my first relationship because kanye west is so polarizing um, that would be something that. So would now just he's going to be gay, lo- black, and a re- or queer, black, and a Republican. That's a lot. Yeah. And you gonna break up a happy home with all them damn children? <laughs> Baby, I'm bre- I'm breaking it up. Fuck those kids. Fuck those kids. Fuck those Fuck kids. Them kids. Okay. I'm breaking it up. Um, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be the face of everything. I'm gonna take over Kim's line. Bitch, Chris Jenner is gonna ruin your life. <laughs> Shut that! <laughs> shut that down. Kanye is gonna make me the face of Yeezy, life. and uh, I'm gonna start my own line. And you know, it, it, it's just it'll be a hot topic for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months and months. That and is months. A, that is that is quite the splash, friend. Quite, yeah, quite the splash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I chose Frank Ocean for my first relationship. That is definitely controversial. Um. A, because he's he like never date. He doesn't black date people. black men. So everyone would be like, "Wait a minute, who's the nigga that pulled the non nigger dater? Like, who was that guy?" Right, right. And I feel like the girls would gag a little bit because you know he got him a tall, you know, dark skin, yeah, black man. Ah, uh, yeah. And then also, I genuinely like uh, Frank Ocean. I think he's very handsome. We, he kind of reminds me of me. Like, I feel like if I was famous, I would definitely be like Frank Ocean as far as like the way he's kind of like, you know, quiet. He's to the side. He doesn't like make much of a splash. He just kind of does his thing and keeps it moving. He's very reserved. Yeah. And I feel like anyone that knows me in in like real life knows that that's me. Like I'm very collected. You know, I'm very, I don't like people knowing my business. You know, I don't really post, mm-hmm. I don't really utilize social media outside of Twitter. Because um, <laughs> I stay on Twitter. But, like, I don't, I'm not much of an Instagrammer. You know what I mean? Like, that's just. Yeah. We see each other, if you will. And, you know, I just feel I like. I see that. You know, I feel like we would make, like, a dope. And I've also always, always wanted someone to write a song about me. <laughs> so. Look at the material. <laughs> like, he writes. There it like, is. Bitch, imagine if Frank Ocean wrote a song about me and then Beyonce sung it. Ah, that'll be hot. Like, if I Miss You was written about me, bitch, y'all couldn't tell me nothing. Like, <laughs> and now Beyonce singing a song that's about you. Right. Come on. Like, you know what I mean? Wow. So, 
My first relationship is Frank Ocean. Okay. Um, so for me, the person that I think would really change the way I'm viewed by the media, good or bad, I would go ahead and be with Oprah. Friend. And isn't that, inter- <laughs> isn't that interesting that Friend. it's called the Oprah Show? Friend. 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 <laughs> Good and goddamn okay. well. You should have said Tyler Perry. What the fuck you gonna do with Oprah? Why, why can I be with Oprah? What are you, sir, sir? What are you going to do with Oprah? Like, why would you want to be with Auntie Oprah? That is my aunt. Like, what? You don't even I'm like think- vagina. Like, what are you gonna do? I'm thinking we have more of a, we have more of like. A companionship relationship than an actual relationship. That's not how the game you know, works. I, <laughs> you know, I'm like her traveling friend. But you and also you try to be Gail. We, <laughs> we, we, I imagine us meditating together. I imagine us doing Super Soul Sunday together. Listen, you know, I imagine ju- us, that could be your good Judy, but that is not how the game works. I, I, I have envisioned. I, I visualized it. I've seen it. I have envisioned Oprah and I really just being good girlfriends <laughs> and, ha- and having a relationship that would literally change time. I see, like I said, y'all, you know, I just put out that meditation the other day. I see it's meditating. I see me writing books. Listen, have y'all seen what happened to Obama? What happened to Stacey Abrams? Mandela? Tyler Perry, Dr. Phil Iyanla. Now, definitely Mandela, you know, he, he was an icon before Oprah. But what I'm saying is the work that Oprah has done with, you know, the, the Mandela Foundation, all these things are huge things. So, baby, everything Oprah touches is gold. So that's who I would be in a relationship with, bitch. All I and don't ask no more of, questions about all it. All I can think of is how Stella got her groove back, but, like, the real-life story. <laughs> Which is messy because they were on the Oprah. They were on the Oprah show with that. But anyway, I can't. I don't like. They were. I cannot stand you. I cannot believe you just fucking said Oprah Winfrey. Oprah, shut up. (laughs) 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 What's yours? I'm. (laughs) I can't even focus. I'm gonna pick Reese King. I don't know who that is. He's exactly him. Bam, and that's exactly why I'm picking him. Uh, Reese King, he's a model. He's gorgeous. Like that young man is beautiful. And I just Damn. realized something. Everyone I picked is a Scorpio. This is a problem. Mm. Mm, this might be a problem. Um, yeah, I would pick Reese King. Uh, the reason why I would do this is because, like, after having like a high-profile year, maybe year and a half-long relationship with Frank Ocean. Like, I would, like, we would have a blow-up relationship where he cheated on me with some white man because he loves white men. And then, like... You love you a goddamn <laughs> light-skinned-ass boy, Vaughn. Lord have mercy. Up. Y'all, Reese King... Frank Ocean Reese is not light-skinned. Reese King is a um brown paper bag complected man. You will not do that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, he's definitely black for certain absolutely but he is 
light, bright. He actually reminds me of um, who is the um, who is the the head designer for Givenchy? No, not Givenchy. For, oh, for um, Balmain. For Balmain, yeah. Okay. He reminds me of him, except minus the fillers. My, <laughs> you're messy. Um, but yeah, I would definitely do Reese King. Um, he's of Caribbean descent, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, he's his father's from Saint Vincent, so you know Caribbean link up. You know what I mean? I feel like we could have like a this would be like a six month kind of like you know what I mean carry over. Yeah, you know I mean little thing thing. So that's that's my number two. I can see that. I yeah. can see that he's good looking. Very okay. My number three is gonna be a shocker to some of you, most of you, because if you know me. I really don't go for, I like them chocolate, you know, normally. But number yeah, three, like Oprah. <laughs> you fucking like Oprah and Kanye. Okay. <laughs> this is the person I'm going to settle down with. It's going to be Mr. Odell Beckham. I'm oh, going to finally okay. become a football husband and make all you hoes mad. That is, that is who I'm going to settle down with. I see, I visualize us, um, you know, spending our summers when he's not training um, in Australia, in you know, Australia, on farmland. Okay. I see us spending our our you our winters. Think, you think that high at, Negro from Louisiana is going to spend his summers in Australia? I'm I'm about to bring something new to his life. Okay. New horizons. A whole new horizons. World. Okay. I'm about to culture his ass. <laughs> and then I also see and then I also see us, you know, just just really having a good time. You know, could could y'all imagine me being in the press box and, you know, Vogue coming to interview me for the day because, you know, they just want to see what's going on with a real football husband. Come on, Sunbeam. You gonna be you gonna be chilling with Sierra? I'm be chilling with Sierra. I'm be a fucking sunbeam. That's what I'm talking What's about. What's up? All right. Now uh, I'm gonna follow in the footsteps of my good good girlfriend Rihanna. <laughs> 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 and uh, you know, go big or go home. So I'm going to pick for my, you know, uh, my the person I settled down with. My end all be all is going to be the crown prince of Dubai. Ooh. His name is Sheikha Ham- Hamdan. They call him, you know, his Instagram is Fa, Fa. I can never pronounce this shit. It's like Faja, F A, not Faja, but Faza, F A Z three, is his Instagram. He's also a Scorpio, which is why I said I just realized I picked all Scorpios, and I did not do that on purpose. I promise you. Um, I'm trying to be the crown princess of Dubai. Like I don't <laughs> mean like I mean like I'm trying to be. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be Mr. Dubai. Like, listen, you bitches. That's that's oh, that's you bitches are you you bitches are going to Dubai. Oh, you're going there. Well, guess who's married to the prince? Me, 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 bitches. It doesn't get any better. The crown, and there's already rumors that he's by. Really? Yes. If you actually mess, this family is actually super dysfunctional. If you, one of the things that I love to do randomly is like learn about history and like families, fun, like structures, especially with royalty. I have a thing with wealth. I really want to be wealthy one day. Um, so I, I often like randomly look up wealthy families, see like where their money came from, how did it kind of start, who is the you know the 
the wealthiest of the family. I look up all that random stuff. Anyway, this person that I'm talking about, um, he he has a brother that was literally born like a year before him because you know how the Europe the uh, Middle Easterns do like they especially like the the kings and the princes they have like fifty eleven thousand children and like have them back to back to back to back so he has a brother that looks just like him I thought they were twins when I realized it but his brother's dead right and here's the oh mess. wow apparently his brother was like brought so much shame to the family that they had him and this is alleged do not sue me killed. Um, wow right um, allegedly allegedly so if you want to you know look up f-a-z-z-a and you can but yes there's um rumors that when he was in his like mid-20s uh mid to late 20s he used to be running around europe especially the uk um in like bathhouses and doing all types of all type of thing okay all Ooh. types of thing so all types of thing. thing. So I want to be one of the things that my god do. So yeah, that's my end all be all. <laughs> um, also, their family is worth something stupid like six hundred billion dollars. So like, I mean, if I'm gonna go big, bitch, I'm going big. Shout out to Rihanna. Bye. So yeah, that, that's my uh, that's my number three. Uh, so again, that was uh, the Amber Dashian game. Uh, shout out to the Oprah Rose Show. Uh, you can follow their podcast on Twitter at the Oprah Rose Show. Um, you can listen to them on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and I believe they're also on Spotify. I believe they're on Spotify as well. I don't really listen to Spotify. I mean, use Spotify much for podcasts, but we're on there. And I believe they are as well. But just Google the Oprah Rose Show podcast and they will definitely pop up. Shout out to Darrow. So, with that being said, we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey, you guys. It's Malik. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't, be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter is G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-G-A-Y underscore, and our Instagram is G-R-O-W-N-U-P-G-A-Y. Be sure to tell a friend about what we're doing. Continue to share the show. And we appreciate you and we love you. Now let's get back into the episode. Hey, you guys. And we're back. So the next segment is going to be Never Before. This section of the show is going to be highlighting, 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 what the hell? <laughs> highlighting uh, the beautiful and the gorgeous Janet Mock, who I am absolutely obsessed with. If you've ever heard Janet Mock's show, the whole premise of it is to just interview celebrities and for them to share candid stories that they've never before shared before. And so with that being said, Vaughn and I are going to both give three things that we've, three things that we never thought we do and that we've done. Um, and so the first thing that I have is when I was in high school, I got to interview, um, I got to intern at V103 for the day for my senior project. Um, and so I got to sit with, you know, Miss Sophia, who is a famous drag queen and comedian. And um, I got to meet with Nina Brown, who was the executive producer at the time. And she's actually, she came back and she's still the executive producer now. Um, and it was just, it was, it just was a really fun um, exciting thing because you know like I never thought that I would actually have the opportunity to like really make that happen but um, 
I decided that for my senior project, I wanted to write about powerful black women that were in communications and media. And so I wrote about Oprah. I wrote about Nina Brown. Um, And I can't remember the last person I wrote about, but um, yeah. And the other, the second part to my first never before um, something that I never thought I would do that I actually did do was when I, um, I started like doing celebrity blogging and reporting when I was in high school. Um, there's this guy named Jeff. Some of you may know him by Hostel Malore. And he really introduced me to the world of online media and putting yourself out there and blogging. And so I got to co-produce an online magazine. And I get And I got to like interview and meet so many cool celebrities like Rashida and Candy and Diamond. Um, I remember and, the Candy and Princess. Moment. Yeah, uh-huh, and, 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 and we did Michelle Williams, and um, and we did Sammy, and so it just was really fun um, to have that experience so young, and I just, I never thought I would do something like that, so that's my first one. Vaughn, what's yours? It's funny, we kind of both have similar firsts. Um, okay. My first, I never thought I would be cool with Rihanna. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really talk about our relationship much because it feels kind of like, ooh, pay attention to me-ish, and I'm not that I'm not that kind of girl. Um, but, like, we're cool. Like, first name, we yeah, we're cool. Yeah. We talk pretty regularly on Instagram. And, you know, she's flown me to New York, you know, before I moved here. Um, and it's all very random how all of that started. It's just a random night on Twitter where I tweeted her something in Patois. And yeah, we are, we're cool. I'm, I don't know what else to say in regard to that, but yeah, that's, that's the homie. So yeah, we're cool. It's weird to talk about because it, mm, but that's the homie. Never thought it would happen. It's a blessing. Very thankful for it. Um, and yeah, don't ask me to, to don't, I can't tell her to do nothing. It ain't like that. We ain't that cool. I can't like text her and be like, release your album now. Like that, that's not what's happening. But um, yeah, it's a blessing. That is a blessing. Her. I love her. I mean, because like what, what mm-hmm. stand doesn't want to actually know that they're the person they stand for actually knows they exist. Right. Mm. Like she knows my mama. Like that's crazy but um yeah so let's move on because i feel awkward (laughs) (laughs) okay so my number two is i became a yoga teacher after so many people said i wouldn't or couldn't do it and since then i've gone to be paid to be to appear in so many promotional things um i've gone to appear in bela herbal drinks promotions panera home depot backyard home depot the company panera Uh, um, fucking bread hold on don't just slide past panera like that (laughs) panera (laughs) okay panera paid him okay (laughs) thank you stand up in that (laughs) (laughs) and so in all of that and since then i've been able to teach over three thousand students and to me, it's, that's just amazing. Um, I've just had so many amazing opportunities because I've manifested them and I've put myself out there. And one thing that I've always been really proud of is my tenacity. And so I remember some really close friends of mine said that they didn't think that I was going to actually become a yoga teacher. They thought it was something that I just was going to start and like stop. And it really feels really awesome to do something 
and take pictures of your, uh, you know, of yourself doing it. And it say, look here, bitch, I did it. Now what? Um, right. And, you know, I feel good about that. Never before. I didn't think I would be a yoga teacher looking back three years ago, five years ago. But, hey, it is what it is. And this is the life I have for myself now. And it's amazing to actually like be able to do something that you're passionate about and that you love and that you see how it positively affects people's lives. Yeah. yeah. I love how yours is like all inspirational and shit. Mine is trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> my number two, and this is me telling way too much of my business. I never thought like I would like feet or be into Ooh, feet. Oh, you it's a feet bitch. Yeah, like not now. Let's everyone calm, call everyone calm the fuck down. I'm not paying nobody for feet pictures. I don't like get turned. Now I'll take some pictures of Vaughn's feet. You can go ahead and send me the money, (laughs) and I will send you guys the picture. It's not that, but there's a certain level of intimacy, right? Because I'm like, I'm all about intimacy. Like I'm. It's about emotions over here. Um, But, like, if I am watching a blue movie, if you know what that is, you know what that is. And, like, the two are doing whatever they're doing. Nothing really does it for me more than when, like, the person that's topping just pops a toe in them. I don't know what it is. But, like, there's just, it's just, like, they want all of the person. They want to be engulfed in the person. So much so that, like, even the person's feet. I want, I have to have it. They're, like, really in. Right. Yeah, I feel you. Like I've I I've never put a toe in my mouth. I promise you, I have never. But seeing it, no, I never. put a toe in my because that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I've, I've sucked the toe before. You you are, you're grown. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, I never thought I'd eat ass. Did that? I actually like doing that. But that's another story. Ooh. Like I said, feet. Never thought I'd be into it. But like it, I watching it does it for me. Never actually, you know, dove into the whole putting a foot toe in my mouth thing um i had somebody put my foot in their mouth they were into it 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 felt good but i've yeah so that's me telling way too much of my business and i'm cringing as i'm literally talking it's okay i might edit this out you can't (laughs) number three (laughs) um and this is something that I'm that I wanted to say, but I've never said the said never said it because I didn't have because whatever. Um, your life will only change when you begin to bring your full self to the party. Ooh. And what that means is everything that you do show up with <laughs> yourself. And that means if you have a crabby ass attitude, bring that person. And mm. be authentic in that. Um, I met someone the other day, and I was on the elevator, and um, I was I was coming down, and this woman, when she got on, she wasn't smiling, and I was like, "Hi, good morning," and I just kept smiling at her. And guess what? Before she got off the elevator, she started smiling, and she said, "Bye, I'll see you later." And she said it with a smile on her face. She was frowning and she looked sad and just, you know, busted essentially. Aw. You turn her and, frown upside down. You know, down. I turn her frown upside down. And it's just because I just brought myself, you know, I just you know, I was like, No, I'm gonna speak to her, I'm gonna say hello because that's just what I do, that's just who I am. And it's something and, and that seems really simple, but that's really a lesson that we should apply to everything that we do. 
Um, we never really know how our energy and how just showing up. I think we oftentimes just forget how much value we really bring to people's lives. And if you weren't here, how many people would be affected, drastically affected with your presence? And, you know, bringing your full self just makes you a lot more appreciative of, you know, of, of, of who you are. So that's my number three. That's dope. Yeah. I um, so my number three, it's not trash this time, guys. Going back to school. Never in my life yep. did I think I would ever, ever, ever go back to school. Um, but I'm actually seriously considering okay. it. Um, in regard to the earlier I was saying, you know, about life and da da da, all that shit. Um, <laughs> I just, I just realized not that you need a degree to be successful or not that you need a, you know what I mean? Like, because I know plenty of, uh, people like at my job now that barely have a high school education and are making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Like I, I work for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but honestly, I feel like the, the, I don't know if I've talked about it much on here, but I did get a new job. I don't start until next year. Uh, but that job is going to provide me with free time that I don't normally have now because I won't be going into an office. I'll literally be working off of a laptop and an iPad, and I'll be on planes Monday through Friday. Um, so I'm going to have a lot more downtime than I'm used to, and I want to start putting that to good use. And I'm just seriously thinking about going back to school uh, for project management. It's something that I've genuinely always been curious about and really interested in. And it's a field that can do, you can do so many things with it. So I'm like seriously considering and re-enrolling next spring because I really only have like a year left and then I'll be done. So um, I don't know. We'll see. It might happen. Um, it might not. We'll see. You see what God has in store for you, boy. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But I, it's something that I never saw myself doing at all because fuck school. Like I was, and I think the reason why I I, <laughs> I left school was because I did like I was a straight A student up until my tenth grade year. I got my first C, and then even when I I was just I never had to try in school. Like I got I was in the magnet program. I wasn't trying. I wasn't doing like extra studying or anything. Like I just just naturally. Things just always got done. Yeah. And, like, I graduated with great grades. I got into the school I wanted to go to. Got a scholarship. Like, everything just kind of fell in my lap. And when I got to college, it was kind of like, oh. Ew. <laughs> like, this, is, yeah. this isn't the same. Like, you actually have to study and, like, you actually have to, like, ew, this is stupid. And um, I didn't really take full advantage of that and i didn't get the full college experience and i wish i had um i also kind of wish i would have went to a black school because mm. i went to you know a pwi and um i just feel like going to a black school would have definitely been a little bit more <sighs> encompassing it would have been a little bit more fun it would have been a little bit more motivating um but yeah so going back to school something i never ever ever saw myself doing but I'm seriously considering. Now, if I don't go back to school, don't be like, what happened? Don't be like my mama and like, you need to get your... Like, don't do that, please. I'm doing fine. It's just, I might do it. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> that is my third thing I never thought I would do. Okay. What's what's really fun about that is, I mean, going back to college, most companies will pay for that with, with, with like tuition reimbursement. And friend, say that again. And on top of that, it's never too late. My, the company I work for, we, we actually, they have programs through Ashford University. They have programs through any, well, the program with Ashford right now that they have, it's it's 100% free. You can get a bachelor's or a master's, master's degree through this program for free. And, this, and my company pays for 100% of your education. Or you could go through tuition refer, tu, tu, uh, tuition reimbursement and just do, um, you know, right. like um, a normal state or private school, whatever. But that's up to a certain percentage. But it's like there's so many jobs out here, like especially the new one that, that you're getting ready to start, that have amazing benefits and structure and that actually empower exactly. adults, you know, to go exactly. back and do that. And so I think that you should take advantage of this time since you have it and do that and you know it's only it's only a win there there, there aren't any like negatives about doing that Losses yeah there. so good for you right yeah thank you and that is actually one of the things that kind of drove me is because after um i had like a catch-up with um my uh area district manager guy because he was like hey officially welcome to the company da 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 and I was just talking to him as far as like growth in the company because I'm somebody that's always you know up and up and onwards. I'm just that kind of bitch. Like I'm always trying to figure out what's next, how to get to the next bag, like how do I get more money. And uh, one of the things that he mentioned to me is that like you know they there's a because the company I work for is very vast. They do a lot of different things, and there's a lot of opportunity for growth. And he was he he didn't mention the whole school thing. I was on their website. And I noticed uh, the thing. And I was like, huh, I could have these people pay for my mm-hmm. Absolutely, you can. Because Lord knows, I already owe them folks too much money. I ain't trying to give them no more. Yeah. I'm not trying to give y'all no more. No more. <laughs> no more. No, no more. more. No more. Um, yeah. Okay. So the next section is going to be three things that I wanted to say that I haven't. Okay. Ooh. Now this one. I'm excited for. <laughs> All right. So the first thing that I wanted to say that I haven't said is I recently consolidated my debt and wrote out a budget to repay the, the, all the loans in six months. Um, and Ooh, that's yeah. Dope. And what I haven't said is how can you be in debt and have a great job? And live in a nice building and all these, you know, whatever materialistic things that people are like on the outside looking in will have questions about. Like, and it, you know, would, would want to know, like, well, how did this happen? How can you be in debt and why do you have to consolidate your debt? Well, I was in debt because I was in a long distance relationship that I wanted it to work so bad. And even though it didn't work while it wasn't working, I was traveling, you know, back and forth and staying in hotels and um you know we were traveling together and we were eating and you begin to rack up a lot of debt you know that 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 125 dollar meal goes along you know is you know you do that three times a week that adds up you know that that Ooh, you know that 500 dollar hotel night stay adds up you know you may you may only do it twice but that's a lot of money so all these things are just adding up adding up adding up adding up and i'm in this relationship and 
you begin to feel like, okay, I'm not completely being fulfilled, right? Um, But this is what I have, so I don't want to lose it. I don't want to let it go. It's like you kind of begin to feel like, well, shit, everything else is going bad, so I might as well just stay with what, what I have, you know? Like, you begin to begin to get really like possessive over it. And so um, I was reading a a blog yesterday from Iyanla and and in the blog, she said that it's not that God is punishing you, but instead it's like the seeds that you've sowed are are now sprouting and you have to reap Mm. the harvest of what you sowed. Um, And it's like, I have to be accountable for the behavior that, that I've had in the past. How has this like bad behavior like, put me in this situation um and so i've decided to just really own it and say hey there there is something wrong here something is happening you know why do you feel like you need to you know live above your means why you know like what is this impulsive spending really covering up what is really happening here and you know i've had to address these things over the over the last 18 months in therapy and i've just been so raw lately um, but I'm happy that I can talk about it because at the end of the day, um, it's it doesn't make you a bad person to be in debt. It doesn't make you a bad person at all because bitch, right? Who isn't? who isn't in debt? But we get so caught up in the theatrics of what are people going to think, and the theatrics of right. you know feeling like you should be at a certain place by a certain age. All these things that are not mm. true. And they will really make you feel down on yourself. And, you know, I feel yeah, good that I was able up. to share this with, you know, my mom and my close family and say, hey, this is what's going on. Because, again, it can be extremely daunting worrying about what people are going to think about you and say about you. Um, so right. that's the one thing that I wanted to say that I haven't said yet. It's funny that. Uh, you mentioned that because I honestly know this is not a lie. I did the same thing. <laughs> I, I my motivation is I really want to buy a house or a condo or something um, next yeah. year. I really, 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 really want to, and I'm going to be making a lot of sacrifices and a lot of changes. Um, and I also have biz uh, businesses that I like want to start and get off the ground next year. Um, so I just put myself on the same. Uh, Literally, I put myself on a, on a similar budget uh, to where I have everything paid off um, by June the latest. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be saving very aggressively so I can either buy like a little cute, you know, townhouse or a condo or an apartment or something like that in Atlanta. Um, or maybe in New York. I think New York is a little unrealistic, if I'm being very honest. I don't make that much money yet. But um, I don't want to keep renting forever, especially in New York. And I want to own property. Um, I want to start investing in, like, taking better care of my, of my future. Um, especially as a gay man, like, there's things that I want that's going to cost money. Children, they're going to be very expensive for me to make happen. Unless, you know, I pull, you know, pull out the trade boots and pretend <laughs> I'm straight and sleep with a woman, which I... That's, <laughs> like, that isn't happening at all. Um, so that process is something that is going to be costly and I have to start thinking about 35, where I'm going to be at 35, the things I want to have in life by 35. Um, 
and I have to start making those sacrifices from now, or else when I get to 34, I'm going to be fucking screwed <laughs> if I continue to keep making the same little childish um, decisions financially. So we're kind of in very similar places, friend. Listen, it's that time. Very it's that time. Places. And you and I are ahead of the game, motherfucker. Um, and that's for real because there are a lot of people I know that are 25, that are 28, that are 35 and 48 that that are not doing anything to further their... Well, you know, they're just comfortable where they are and they don't feel the need to want to own anything. They don't feel the need to want to have more right. of themselves. So I think the fact that you have and the that desire... that frustrates me. Like, I'm sorry. I just want to say this really quickly. There are so many influencers and, like, social media personalities and so-and-so that are making so much fucking money and they're renting they're paying five thousand dollars a month for rent they're paying four thousand dollars a month they're shopping like crazy and i am not judging anyone's habits lord knows the minute god blesses me and i step into that role and i'm making that kind of money i too am going to treat myself but what i'm gonna focus most of my money on is security like i'm not giving anybody six thousand dollars a month for rent and I don't like I have to own that place because if you can afford six thousand dollars for rent, you can afford a down payment on an apartment <laughs> like you can. You might not want the responsibilities. I know there's things that come with it. I know uh, uh, home ownership and buying a place is not like, you know, simple. But I have a friend that did it at twenty five. Yeah. And she's not making three hundred thousand dollars a year like and she did it. You know what I mean? So, like, I just feel like. I don't want to be one of those people that is renting at 30. There is nothing wrong with it. I am not shaming any of you people. I'm not. Everyone makes the decisions that decisions that are best for them. I just think for myself, I don't want to be putting $3,000, $4,000, $5,000, $2,000 a month into some rich Jewish man's pockets. I just don't. I feel you. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. And yeah. that's real. Yes. Um, My number two is. Hold on. I didn't even do my number Oh, my God. Yet. I thought you did, bitch. No, we were just having a conversation. <laughs> um, my number one uh, things that I, I've wanted to say but haven't shut down the free page and just join OnlyFans. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Like, I'm tired of you girls having these freak pages and then going out of your way to let people know that you have freak pages, following your regular page on your freak page, putting your same pictures from your regular page to your freak page and then putting like an emoji over your face. Bitch, we know it's you and we want, and we know you want us to know it's you. Like, what is the point? Just join OnlyFans. At least then you can get a bag out yeah. of it. Like, what is the, like, what, why are you being a free hoe? Damn, stop being a free ass hoe. Why are you being a free asshole? Like, if you're already showing us you getting, you know, ran through, mm. you know, if you're already showing us you performing fellatio at great levels, because some of you guys are very good at it. Like, if you're already, if you're already this sexually fluid and this sexually free, bitch, why not get a bag to do it? Like, I don't get that. And then it'll be the same ones that turn around and say shit about the OnlyFans. Like, what's it? Like, you... What's not what's not clicking? What's not clicking? I don't get it. It makes sense. Like what's not I, I I think I think they're thinking that, you know, the Twitter is there to promote the OnlyFans. You know, maybe they're no, maybe that, they're trying to like build up their following, then the OnlyFans is gonna come, you know? 
I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me because especially it's one thing if like you were if it was like on some exhibitionist shit and you were really trying to keep the two very separate, like you were going out of your way to like keep the two very separate. But like you just enjoyed something, you know, something about it was like freeing for you or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And like, but you went out of your way to make sure that like no tats were showing. You weren't doing the same picture. Like you were like, then I would say, okay, I get it. You don't want us to know that this is you, although that is you. But some of y'all be, like, on your regular page favoriting tweets from your freak page. True. Like, it's obvious at that point. Or, like, you'll retweet your freak page at, like, 3 a.m. Like, people aren't awake still. (laughs) Like, sweetheart, (laughs) just get on OnlyFans. (laughs) Like, do everyone a favor. Create the better content on OnlyFans. And get paid, young nigga. Get paid. Like, I'm not shaming at all. I am honestly not. Like, I'm just, I want y'all to start thinking about money. Like, if if you gonna do it, bitch, you get paid for it. True. Damn. I feel you in that. Yeah. Be a smart hoe, not a dumb hoe. <laughs> um, right. Or a free hoe. Trina, Trina did not preach to us like she did for y'all to be out here being free hoes. I was just playing um that The Baddest Bitch album the other day, heading to work. That's a good album. Um, that is a classic. Mm-hmm. And, and she said... This is some more. The bitch that has the comedy game on lock. <laughs> <laughs> this is the motherfucking roll call. Okay. The motherfucking um, roll call. <laughs> <laughs> I love some more. My number two is people with HIV are not nasty and it's not a gay man's disease. Uh, mm. Um, I am so... I'm just, I, I've just grown so tired of, I mean, I have a, a t- I have a resistance for it at this point, but I'm just so tired of seeing people that are so that that are so misinformed about um, human wellness and things that, in my opinion, should be like second nature. There's nobody, sh- no one should be out here thinking that people are still dying from from HIV, but people still think that, um, and and people right. still think that. Only gay people get HIV. And people think that it's a disease that only gay, nasty, promiscuous people get. And that's and, and those things are not true. I continue to see that right. um, perpetuated in the gay community, queer community. And I also see that that being, you know, that that rhetoric and propaganda being spewed in the straight community. I just I just wish, I just wish, I just wish people would like start educating themselves more because there are so many people that message me that say Malik, I'm struggling with this and they don't talk about it and, and it's out of it's out of fear because there's so much negative stigma about it and it's really just frustrating and disheartening and I don't like I don't talk about it enough, you know. I don't talk about it enough. I should be talking about it every fucking day, but I just don't because I don't. But all in all, I just wanted to say that um, there are so many preventatives, condoms, prep, um, and I just think that it's important for people to know that um, HIV does not have a face. It It does not have a name. Someone that you know probably has it and you just don't know and it's important or they don't yeah know shit, or 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 tested. they don't know because people just aren't getting tested still you know um there's definitely an ignorance around not knowing so all in all that's that's what i want to say 
And can I just add really yeah. quickly? Health related reads are late. Oh, uh, health related reads are Super so late. late. If you have, Let that I mean, go. if if you have to pull out someone's alleged health status because because it's all alleged, unless bitch right. they pull out their paperwork okay it's all alleged if you want to talk about someone's alleged health status then girl you really need to get some range to yourself and some depth because that is literally the most abc one two three read there is like come on no right that's absolutely. late absolutely yeah um uh my number two is gonna be a little bit of a drag to myself um i kind of feel like a failure oh these are things, this is something that I wouldn't, I don't like being vulnerable, y'all. I'm not good at it. Um, and <laughs> the same way I said earlier about being, you know, getting 35 and then realizing you should have been doing all these things earlier. Um, I've never taken myself seriously. Uh, I don't think people know, I don't know if people know that, but like, I don't take, like social media I've never been one of those people that like taken social media so seriously and was like this is my job I'm gonna make a career out of this thing but sometimes when I look back on it especially like cause I happen I, I happen to have befriended um a lot of people that are doing very well for themselves um whether it's people that are working in the world of fashion people that are working in the world of social media or you know influencership whatever the fuck you call that um I've I've been around a lot of these people and, and have been close to a lot of these people for a very long time. And I've seen a lot of them go from nothing, (laughs) like literally to some are like famous, um, like London on the track. Like we went to high school together. Um, he literally used to be in my bedroom, like producing beats. He used to always like tell me to go to the studio and like sing. And I would be like, nah, like I never took, same thing with social media. Like, I remember there was a few years ago, there was somebody, and I don't remember this young man at all. He was this brown skin dude with a beard. I remember what he looks like, but I don't. He deleted his Twitter. Um, he was telling Bree and I that we should, like, take social media seriously. This is back in, like, 2013. He was like, y'all clearly have a following. Like, Rihanna fucks with y'all. Like, people think y'all are funny, or whatever the case may be. Is Like, y'all need to, like, take this shit seriously. And we were both, like we just tweeting, like, you know what I mean? Like, we're just in college tweeting, like, this is not a big deal, like, chill out. And now I'm like, shit. (laughs) He was right. (laughs) Like, I probably should have taken, I mean, I will say this, it's not like an easy thing to do, right? Because I'm an actual introvert, I have social anxiety, very something, Summer Walker over here, uh, very much so, like, I don't, Malik can attest to this, I don't really like going out. I don't care to be seen in public. I'm very much to myself. And like, I'm, not that I can't because I'm someone that was also in performance art schools. I, I was did plays. I had solos. I did those things, right? It's just not something that like I'm naturally comfortable doing or being. I don't naturally feel comfortable having attention on me. And I feel very weird like taking myself seriously in any regard. Um, but there's things that I've done online and I kind of feel like some of the things I gave up on that I shouldn't have, or some of the things, uh, just came undone and it wasn't my doing. Um, for instance, I had a blog that good hit was doing very, 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 very well. Um, to the point where I was getting paid 
for for stuff. Granted, the you know getting what I was getting paid for was inconsistent. I mean, but I did get paid. Like I, I remember I got seven hundred dollars to do a post for an Australian video game company. The website had nothing to do with video games. It was about celebrity shit. Um, <laughs> I I got paid twelve hundred dollars for um a casino company. Uh, to to let them essentially kind of take well not let them I did all the posting but like I had to post about their uh they were essentially bringing casinos to online and doing like online games and stuff but I gave up that good hit it was something that I started with four people um we all were supposed to have you know twenty five percent control and you know contribute twenty five percent in the end the three people walked away from it um one walked away fairly quickly the other two kind of trickled off um. And it was something that I enjoyed doing. I was getting up at 5 a.m. Granted, I was a college student, so it wasn't like I was going to work or anything. But I was like getting up at 5 a.m. to make sure I get celebrity pictures because, you know, they live, it's out, they're out in L.A. And by the time they're uploaded to like the archives, you know, it's about 5, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it was a whole it thing. Was, it was genuinely, yeah, it was. You uh, yeah, remember, I, I like, remember, was, like, was, th- I mean, that blog was at, was popular one you guys got a lot of traction i read there were a lot of stories that you guys broke and it was i remember just feeling like damn like this is like like this is happening and then it just went away it it, it, it just went away (laughs) like you know and like i remember when rihanna retweeted the because we were like literally the second people to post the we found love video world star hip-hop was number one and i was number two with that good hit and I shit you not, that page got like that day. I had like three hundred thousand hits on the blog. Yeah, like crazy. Like I did interviews for artists that an artist that was signed to um, Def Jam. She never went anywhere, unfortunately. Um, and I had like it's funny. I remember Young Jeezy's people reached out to me for some shit. Like it's crazy to think that like I was actually doing this. I was legitimately like maybe nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe 19, and I was in school, and although it was a lot, like, in the end, what ended up happening was someone else that I knew started a website as well, and I wanted to revamp the site, because we were doing so well, I was so excited about it, but we had, like, the old, because I built that site by myself, literally, I learned all the HTML shit myself, uh, which is so frustrating, because full transparency, we try to use Squarespace with our website, and it just was not that girl. And but I don't know how I I had a full HTML website that I coded and did everything myself. Anyway, in the end, I tried to get somebody to redesign it for me. They swindled me out of fifteen hundred dollars in the damn. Day. That's what happened. That's what happened. I don't think I've ever told. That no, story. actually, it was it was actually sixteen fifty. Um, and I paid that sixteen fifty out of my own pocket. <laughs> and again, college student, so like it wasn't like I had money. Um. and after that experience it just it that shit broke me and i was like fuck this i'm not making any money because like i said those two posts that i mentioned were like weeks apart um so it wasn't like i had a steady stream of income and i was doing it all by myself while literally (laughs) writing papers and like having a full college course load and dealing with depression and all types of other shit it was just overwhelming um and then same thing with can you not the podcast that i had prior to this one we were doing really, really well for ourselves. We were averaging about 5,000 listens per episode, which anyone with a podcast knows that is not a small number. Like, it's not the read, <laughs> clearly. But to build us up to the point where we were getting 5,000 listens per episode, 
Especially because I feel like this was right when podcasting was start to starting to absolutely like, like that was like was when it first was taking off 27 16 17 um and it's funny because people still to this day like will be like hey the podcast when is that what is that and i'm like it's so old at this point um but that again was another thing that was out of my control i was working with brie and brie just decided she didn't want to do the whole social media thing anymore and disappeared and like there wasn't anything that i could do it sucked you know what i mean but i i can't there wasn't anything i could do so i just feel like i've been in a lot of those situations where it's like i keep getting to the point where it's like uh, i'm like right there and then like things keep fucking happening so i feel like a little bit of a failure but then i also don't feel like a failure because i haven't fully taken it that that seriously outside of those two endeavors but like in this endeavor but like i don't know i just feel like sometimes i just wish shit would have gone differently but they say everything happens for a reason everything maybe one day i'll be able to look back on that and laugh so that's something i've always wanted to say but haven't i'm happy you shared that yeah i'm happy you you shared that this this episode is a lot um for real (laughs) like my third one is and last one is um Beyonce is better than your fave, not only because she can <laughs> sing her ass This is off, funny for reasons. This is funny for but reasons. But your fave right. is lazy and doesn't and doesn't perfect <laughs> their craft. Insert clues bomb right there. Boom. Um, I mean, simply put, Beyonce is Beyonce. She goes by one name, and I think that it's time for it's time for people to realize that. Your fave is not selling because they don't innovate and pivot their business. Your fave is not thriving because they won't get out of their own way. Um, And your fave is not thriving because they don't know the secret sauce. Or, and, or, they just don't have the resources to actually pop off. Whatever it is, Beyonce's there. She's doing it. She's been doing it. 25 years in the game and I just feel like you know when it comes to Beyonce she's someone who I remember the way that her music has just touched me like her growth as a person her growth as a musician and the first time I went to my first Beyonce concert was the Beyonce experience. And I remember just feeling the heat. What a show. I mean, what a show. What a show. What a show filled with showmanship, passion, technique, drive, and vocal power. Um, and just to see the elevation, it continues to like make me want to work harder and stand taller within my own craft and everything that I'm doing. Um, and I think that whether you are um, an artist that's independent, whether you are a major artist that has a huge budget behind you, there's a certain way that, that you can execute what you're doing the, to the best of your ability and to the best of your capabilities based on where you are. It won't look like how mine looks. Just like in yoga, you know, your your practice is not going to look like look like my practice cuz you're not where I am. You haven't put in the time and the effort and the practice into into making it look how I make it look. But um I think that 
one thing that that we can take from Beyonce is that invest into yourself, invest into your craft, and make it look the best that you can make it look for where you are right now. And I think that that's what she does time and time again. And um, I've been wanting to say it, and I haven't said it in a while. There we go. That is so. That's gonna be so funny when I get to the next portion of the show. Uh, but for now, my number three. Um, outside of it genuinely not tasting good, I don't drink because I'm afraid it'll allow me to tr- be truly uninhibited, and that scares me. Yeah. Um, I don't drink. Again, I don't drink. People always. It's funny every time I'm out in like a social setting. And someone's like, oh, what are you going to drink? And I'm like, oh, just take like a juice or water. You know? People are always like, what? You don't drink? You don't drink? You don't drink? No, I don't drink. Um, like I said, I genuinely don't think alcohol tastes good. Like, it's just, it, I, I've had a gin and tonic before. She was cute. But, like, water's right there. Water's right there. Pineapple juice is right yeah. there. Like, apple, apple, apple juice. <laughs> Oh, I love that. And y'all, Bon is so serious. He is so serious. Right. I don't drink. Like, I don't. And I will, like, I'll admit, I'm afraid to get drunk because I'm a very reserved person. Very reserved. However, I'm also a fucking bird. (laughs) So I like to be able to control exactly how high I'm flying, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to get drunk and be acting a fucking fool. And, like, not be able to control that. Like, that's one of my absolute worst nightmares is, like, getting drunk. And then all of a sudden, I am on someone's Instagram acting an ass. Yeah. And I had no clue because I was yeah. drunk. Like, I would literally have an anxiety. A panic attack. <laughs> like, I would. I Like, after afterwards, I would probably cry. Like, I, <laughs> it's that bad. And I don't. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't. It's just, that's just, it's just, it is. I can't allow myself to like, not that I can't allow myself to fully let my hair down because anyone that hangs around me knows I'm not afraid to have fun. I will, like, although, like I said, I have social anxiety and stuff, I eventually acclimate and I'll like bop, you know what I mean? And I'll dance and, you know, I'll have my fun. But like, Sometimes I wish I could just allow myself to get drunk and like see like the kind of crazy that I am. Like I've always I always wonder and I always say that one of these days when I'm like in good surroundings with people that I really love and trust, I'm gonna just allow myself or maybe by myself, allow myself to get fucked up and see like am I a sleepy yeah. drunk? Am I a horny drunk? Am I a wild drunk? <laughs> and then maybe from there I might partake in alcohol more. But it's honestly not something I'm missing. So it's that's a little truth, you know. Okay. Something I've always wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that was that was interesting. Yeah, right? I think I think that was interesting. That was and the whole drinking thing <clears throat> there's gonna be a time and moment where you get drunk and it's gonna be hilarious. And I, I and I pray to God that I'm there to experience <laughs> your drunken you have to. I be have to be there. Like I have to be a part of what Vaughn is like tipsy for the first time. Like it's gonna be epic and amazing. <laughs> so again, that was uh, never before. Never before. Uh, shout out to Janet Mock. And again, what's the name of her podcast? Is yeah, it yeah, it's before? called Never Before. Okay. 
Okay. Well, please be sure to. I'm sure most of y'all probably already listen to Janet Mock's podcast because she's Janet Mock. I mean, why wouldn't you? Um. So yes, with that being said, we're gonna take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey, you guys, it's Malik. Thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Remember to tell your friends about what we're doing here. This is a community-based show, and the only way we're going to grow is with your help. So be sure to like, subscribe, and share our show with all of your friends and your family. Now back to the episode. Okay, so we are back with the final portion of the show. And drum roll, please. Brrr, the read. Hey. <laughs> the final portion of our show is dedicated to, of course, uh, Kid Fury and Crystal of the read. We wanted to read people because it's fun, and like their podcast is major. They're, of course, a massive influence. Fury is a dark-skinned Jamaican, you know, from South Florida. That is me. So outside of him being short. That's me. I feel like we're very like similar. He's also introverted. I like I just feel like we're very similar. Like we see each other, if you will. We so, see each other. And Crystal is also dope as hell. Love her as well. So Chris is amazing. We wanted to read. Yeah. So Malik, I'm gonna allow you to go first. Okay. You know. So I'm reading anyone that has a problem with Robin sharing. And I'm talking about Robin Crawford, I think. Oh, her name yes. Is. I'm reading yes, anyone yes. that has a problem with Robin Crawford. Whitney Houston's, the late, great Whitney Houston's best friend, who who has a problem with, with Robin Crawford sharing her story about Whitney and sharing her experience with this woman. Sissy has shared her story. Bobby Thank you. has shared his story. And my, by, Pat, by, by the by, by the fucking by, Bobby's story hmm. was some bullshit. Bullshit. All, and y'all ate it up. And y'all ate all these bullshit stories y'all, y'all have put out about our dear Nippy. Y- y'all, 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 y'all put this bullshit out about her and then twisted all this shit because y'all don't want to put the truth out. And Robin is the one sounding the alarm, being the illuminator when all the darkness is here. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about, <clears throat> about the truth. The truth is going to be the truth no matter who tells it. And when I saw all the fucking hate online from people talking about, damn, I was so surprised. the gay people always trying to do something to turn to somebody's name. You fucking fugly bitch. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> I, 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 what, what kills me is that people, once you become gay, you're done. Whitney Houston, it, it it was what it was and it is what it is. She got down with Robin. But people right. were so up in arms that Robin was sharing her story. Oh, she's tarnishing her name. It, it Whitney got down with a woman. What part don't you understand? Why 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 does that why why does that bother you so much? Why are you so bothered by that? Um and in part I'm also sounding off on Alicia Keys having to come out and talk about what does she do? Alicia Keys. I, no, I'm not reading her. I'm reading. Oh, okay. I'm okay. reading the folks that <laughs> that were talking shit about her. Um, oh, about her son. About her son. So recently, Alicia Keys yeah. and her son they went to 
get a manicure together. And 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 Alicia's son said that he wanted to have a rainbow manicure because he thought it was cool. You know, kids like colors. Kids want to. Kids like painting things. They like putting shit on their nails. Well, Alicia's sons got the nails done. And he said, you know, to her, mommy, I don't think I should get these nails because people are going to talk bad about them because they're rainbow. And she's like, no, they're, you know, there are plenty of guys that, that paint their nails. It's no big deal. The nails are fine. And, you know, because Alicia supported him in that moment and affirmed him, they moved on. But I think about how many black men, women, mm. don't have that mm. same affirmation. And then I begin to think the same of right to express. that same right to express their individuality and, and, and things that just may come natural to, natural to them and things that is th- and things that they just think are are cool, despite whatever connotation may come with that. Um, and then I also begin to think about how does the socioeconomic standings affect our views on gender politics and sexuality? Right. And. What I'm realizing is that, you know, obviously we know that there is a disparaging gap between privilege and and also having resources and references and education, things that really inform us. We all are informed by by our experiences and, and where we grow up, who we know. That's how we get our culture. And what I continue to see is a lot of people who say they want to continue to push culture further, um, but they really don't. And they continue to um, take the excuse of these things that don't affect them. And they sound off on shit that is incorrect. Um, and they don't give people the same privileges and respect that they want for themselves. Um, but I'm just really tired of it. And it's like all these I hate to say this, all these poor ass, ignorant ass people who don't have education and honestly who don't have the range to speak on topics, get on social media and they get on their keyboards and they have all these Twitter fingers and they're going off about things that are just wrong. It's like they continue to spew propaganda. Oh, damn. Here, Alicia is trying to make everybody gay. Here, Alicia is with all this individuality. Let me raise my child. Make America gay again. Make America gay again. That is it. Um, and I, I really just feel like I wish folks would just get the fuck off the internet, like get off Beyonce's internet (laughs) with all this bullshit. I don't have time for it. That's my piece. Um, I have to agree. Let me tell you something, especially the Robin part. I was so confused. I was so utterly confused when I started seeing tweets, negative tweets about Robin and saying like, you know, like, why is she doing this? This is, you know, she's just looking for attention or, you know, Whitney's dead and gone. And I was even listening to a podcast with some people that I like and they had similar sentiments like Whitney's been dead. Let her rest in peace. Stop trying to use her for clout. And I was just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like the, 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 the story that Robin is telling is not anything that paints her in a bad light. It's not anything that, like, you know, maligns Whitney's character. Like, she ate a little puss. Like, yeah, that's it. What's the big deal? What's the big like, deal? She was sexually fluid. Like, what is the big deal? And I feel like, especially because the story that Robin is is has written feels at least from the excerpts that i've read very real there's a story 
um, in 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 the book that Ro- that you know Robin shares about Whitney going to a certain hotel um, in Atlanta. I used to work there, telling a little more of my business. So I can affirm that that story is like factual, and there's actually a lot more to like because I people that worked with me were there when that happened. Like I've heard real ass stories in regard to Bobby and Whitney, which is again I don't know why anyone anyone like idolizes or like yearns for that kind of relationship because it was super toxic. Um, but yeah, like. I just I feel like Robin actually loved Whitney. Absolutely, you could like, I mean that was obvious t- that she really loved him. That, that she, she loved like like loved Whitney her for real. In, yes, she loved Whitney Elizabeth Houston, not Whitney Houston the singer, not the like. She didn't love the allure. She didn't love anything else. She didn't love Whitney's talent because I feel like, unfortunately for Whitney, she had a lot of people around her that loved what she could do for them what she represented they loved all these things about whitney but they didn't love whitney yeah and robin i feel like loved whitney so it was just baffling to me when people were coming for her so i'm glad you 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 did that yeah um earlier (laughs) i said that you mentioning the beehive was funny because that's who i'm reading oh now right buckle up um Here's the thing. I love Beyonce, right? Always have, um, like, respect her down, respect her work ethic, all these things, right? I really want the Beehive to let it go, especially when it comes to Rihanna. Like, I don't get in stand wars, stand arguments anymore. Like, I, 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 I genuinely haven't gotten in one since, like, maybe 2010, maybe 2011, because I feel like at this point, Rihanna is Rihanna. There's no denying her success. There's no denying her uh, ear. There's no denying her dominance. There's no denying her impact. There's no de- denying her or her her power and her presence and what she's done and what she's brought to the industry. Um, there's no denying how your faves have you know bitten from her um, and have the, how they've been inspired by her. Like, and I just feel like in the year twenty fucking nineteen. For you girls to still be trying it, it's just like, baby girl, give it up. <laughs> like, give it a, just give it a rest. Like, you, y'all look crazy trying to come for her. And, like, the reason why I'm singling out the Beehive, it's not that other fan groups don't try it too, because they do, right? But, like, with the Hive, sweetheart, it's it's been 13 years. Because y'all really started having a problem in 2006. It's been 13 years. <laughs> like, let it go. Like, what are y'all so mad about? Like, especially because of all the celebrities in the world, Rihanna has never said even an inkling of anything negative about Beyonce. Like, you have no reason to have an issue with Rihanna outside of the fact that it fucks you up that, you know, Rihanna is that girl. Like, B- the billboard numbers say it like she's the black female artist of the day. I think period. I think what the beehive and and this is and this is a frustration that I had to just accept a long time ago. Beyonce is an artist that came out in the 90s and she still performed well in the digital era. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's a fact. 
But I think mm-hmm. a part of the be I think the Beehive really wants Beyonce to be this digital queen that she's not, and and but why? And I think and, and I think it really eats at me. them that Rihanna has all these number ones and Beyonce doesn't, and all these you know like platinum you know digital singles and stuff. And well, I, and and here's my thing. But Beyonce is Beyonce. Beyonce is Beyonce, and I was I just wish that the hive would just focus on how great the queen is. Like she's Beyonce. She's Beyonce. That's it. I could get it, and this is not shade. If she was like Sierra, or if she was like Carrie Hilson, yeah. Or if she was say Kelly Rowland, yeah, or something. Like we're and, talking and like like ooh, Michael she's Jackson, this Prince, incredibly talented artist. That like deserves more and like she should be bigger and why is uh, yeah that's not then the case. I could like maybe get it although that still isn't Rihanna's problem or her fault that's those girls' fault but like she's Beyonce people do the most over Beyonce people don't even really give Rihanna everything that she deserves like I'm gonna keep it a buck there like for Rihanna to have done what she's done coming from a different island, a different culture, a different way of living and being, and to have dominated America like she has, all being an immigrant, doing all this, creating Fenty Beauty, the Fenty Mason, like, destroying fashion and, like, turning that shit on its head and becoming the global phenom that she is. But Beyonce is still Beyonce. So, like, why are y'all so... And and the reason why I... I this, I literally saw it three times in a row today on my timeline. And I don't even follow, like, shady Beyonce stands like that. I keep my timeline pretty neutral, pretty, you know, not that... Because that's my thing. You don't have to be a Rihanna stand for me to follow you. I don't care if you don't even like Rihanna. You just can't be, like, a hating ass hoe. <laughs> because that's just draining. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like... I, but I saw it three times in a row today. And I was just like, is it retrograde? Like, what, what are y'all going through? Like, sweet, like, sis just gave y'all an album. We haven't even gotten one in, like, four years. Like, what are, like, let it fucking go. I agree. Elsa. Damn. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. I agree. Let it go, Elsa. I agree. Like, I think the Beyonce-Rihanna thing needs, needs to be put to, put to bed because both of these women are at the top of the game, at the top of just... They've both like just gone so far beyond music at this point with their influence and right. with their their resume. Right. It's like both of them are just incomparable at this point. So it's like right, just like, be right. just be grateful for where they are. And for a little more reality, you niggas is way too old. Agreed. None of us are nineteen. None of us. Some of y'all are knocking on forty. So. Tuck it in. Tuck it in. Okay? Just tuck it in. So, that really wasn't a read. It was just more like a get it together, <laughs> which is what we do on our podcast. Yeah. But still, shout out to, like, Kid Fury and Crystal. We love y'all. And y'all know where to listen to the read. It's fucking everywhere. It's, I mean, it's on, <laughs> you can watch, watch it on views, views, baby. Watch it on YouTube. Like, like, you can watch it everywhere. They're fucking everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yes, that was Growing Up Gay this week. We hope you all enjoy the episode. This was definitely fun to do. Um, I do want to 
tag <laughs> um, a few other podcasts to do this. Um, the Millennial Mess podcast, which they're also uh, queer. They're all gay. Yeah. They're three gay black men. So if you want a, uh, another podcast to listen to, uh, to hear, you know, the gay black male ex- you know, experience, uh, the Millennial Mess podcast, we tag y'all in doing this challenge, if you will. Um, the Let's Fight podcast. I'm tagging you all as well. Um, who else? You know what? I'm going to tag the Oprah Rose show. I'm going to tag y'all. I think this would be fun for, for y'all to do as well. Um, I can't think. Anyone that listens to this, if you want to do it, you know, tag us, tweet us. You know, you can reach us on Twitter at um, growingupgay underscore. Or if, you know, you post your content on Instagram, you can reach us at Grown Up Gay on Instagram. But let us know that you decided to do it. I think this was fun. This was fun. This was fun. This was a lot. There was a lot of sharing in this episode. There was a lot of sharing because, I mean, the segments kind of, like, were, like, sharers. Like, it was interesting. It was was definitely interesting, this episode. Oh, um... Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm gonna let that go. But yeah, we hope you all enjoy it. As always, you can reach us um, via email at vaughn at growingupgay.com or malik at growingupgay.com, or you can reach the show at growingupgay at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us, like I said, on our socials. Malik is Malik Kale Yoga everywhere. Um, I'm underscore Vaughn on Twitter. And Vonagram on Instagram. We hope you all have a splendid day, night, evening, weekend, month. Whenever you hear this. And uh, we'll catch y'all next time. Allah. Peace.